You, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. This is a summary of what John the Baptist's life was about. It's a summary of his mission. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go and prepare the way for the Lord. When you look at St. John the Baptist, today we celebrate his solemnity. When you look at John the Baptist, we know several things almost immediately. One, that it was Archangel Gabriel who promised his life. It is during the time of his priestly ministry that Zechariah being in Jerusalem he seems to have taken his time as he went to the Holy of Holies. It was a brief visit, and yet he stayed there longer, and the people were wondering, the priests were wondering what he's doing there. And it was there that the Lord revealed to him that you have a child, a son, even though he was older, and his wife as well, Elizabeth. It was also there that that the Archangel Gabriel gave John the name. It wasn't to be the name of his father, but it was to be the name of John. And so we have a child of God's promise. You, my child, should go before the Lord to proclaim his name. You prepare the people of God to welcome Jesus. So what we have here is one is a child of a promise. It is Archangel Gabriel announces it, and Archangel Gabriel gives the name, which comes, you know, the Lord gave through the Archangel his name. And then we have the second aspect, is that we have Elizabeth who runs to the hill country, I'm sorry, Mary who runs to the hill country to the house of Elizabeth and Zechariah and is there their encounter between Jesus, who was just conceived, and uh, John, who was already six months in the womb of, our, of Elizabeth. And is at that moment, the scripture says, that John recognized him by leaping in the womb of Elizabeth. It is the encounter of John still in the womb, encounter of John was still in a womb, and yet in the presence of Jesus, he is consecrated. He receives a special gift through the Holy Spirit that the church's tradition would say. It was then, at that moment, he was spiritually baptized, received forgiveness of sins, preparing him to be truly the prophet, the last prophet that the Lord wished to send before the coming of his son. So that's the second element. The third element is soon. When he was old enough, he left the family. And he, pre he prepared himself by living in the desert. And then he began his ministry prior to Jesus' ministry, which possibly 32nd year of his life or so. He began to preach, repent and believe. Repent from your sins. 
many people, and I have heard this numerous times, the John's mission, the John's mission was very clear, is to bring forth repentance to the people of God, bring forth repentance. He was challenging people to believe. And he spoke to the Pharisees, as we know, challenging them, you breed of, brood of vipers, you're running away to save your life, so you come here. Uh, he was, he was uh, as some preachers would say, he was afflicting the comfortable. But then he preached the gospel message of repentance and comforted the afflicted. That was his mission. So that people may welcome the Lord, welcome the grace, welcome the, the Lord who has come into the midst of his people. It's a beautiful reflection today in that first reading from Isaiah, which the church uses, the words of Isaiah to, to speak of, of John the Baptist. The Lord called me from birth. Listen, my people. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. He made me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arms. He made me a polished arrow in his quiver. He hid me meaning the ministry, the mission, the type of mission that you would offer to the people, the challenge that you would offer. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory. And then we see John the Baptist himself at the end of his life. He preached, he taught, and then at the end of his life, as we know, although young as he was, because he challenged the king challenge Herod and his um, wife, Herodias, who was not his wife, actually, it was the wife of his brother, but he lived with her. And so he challenged them on living a moral life. He challenged the king, he had the courage to do so. And of course, he paid the price. Herodias was very resentful, hateful, and when the opportunity came to eliminate him, she did. But we see the courage. Though I thought I had toiled in vain and for nothing uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward is with the Lord. My recompense is with my God. When he was in prison, John the Baptist sent to Jesus uh, a very clear request. Are you the one who is to come or am I? Am I to wait for another. Somehow in prison, he began to think and maybe said, maybe I have made a mistake. Though I thought I had toiled in vain for nothing, uselessly spent my strength, but my recompense is it by God. And it's Jesus who says to John the Baptist, he says to him, and he gave the quote of the messianic mission, the blind see, the deaf hear. The good news is preached to the brokenhearted. I have come to bring the kingdom of God on earth. And so what you have here is John's response, but we also know that when Jesus began his public ministry, he went to John. He asked for baptism of John, and John says at that time, I'm not worthy to unfasten my sandals 
uh, of your feet, and yet you ask me for baptism. And he says, no, the Lord said, this is to fulfill the Father's will. So Jesus submitted himself as a sinner, as a public sinner. And then we know that the voice of God the Father came in the hearing of John as well. He is my beloved son, listen to him. My beloved son. For now the Lord has spoken who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him and Israel gathered to him. That means the people of God will recognize God again. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord and my God is now my strength. And the Lord spoke to John, I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth and that salvation through Jesus, his son. In our gospel, what do we see? It's a historical reasons why the things took place they did. You know, from the announcement to the naming of Jesus. And then not only that, but fear came upon people. There is a Zacharias deaf who cannot speak for lack of his for lack of faith. And then once he is able to complete the wishes of God, that it means the last thing to name John as John, not Zachariah, then his mouth opens and he's able to speak. And fear comes upon the people. There are many things we could speak of John the Baptist. If you look at the Gospels, there's so many references in each one of the Gospels. There's references in, in, the, in the book, uh, Acts of the Apostles. There's many references because he's the last prophet of the Old Testament. And even a Jewish historian, a writer in the first century AD, Jewish historian gave incredible witness to what John the Baptist was speaking with that clarity, you know, that his mission was to bring forth and, 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 and bring to a deeper faith and, uh, and, and, and uh, conversion of the people of God. It is Jewish historian giving witness to John the Baptist. So we're not just speaking of the gospel, but also outside the historical references to John. So we could speak a lot. We could go back, and there's actually references, many, many references. But ultimately, all the references point to God, the Father's love for humanity, not only for his people to prepare the way for the Lord, but to, for all, all of us, for all humanity. It is John the Baptist who says to the tax collectors, he says, don't exhort, don't take more than you're asked to do. To the soldiers, he says, don't intimidate. Don't do violence, don't push. You know, it's this type of teachings. What should we do? It is to seek conversion, to seek grace of God. But there's one teaching that we may have to kind of stop for a moment. Why did John die? Because he had the courage to say, there's such a thing as moral life. There's such a thing as sacredness of marriage. There's such a thing as, as uh, following the ways of God, because otherwise we bring upon ourselves destruction, poison. 
he had the courage to say, today too, we can say, what are the difficulties of our world today? Well, we have civil laws that permit many things, and yet there's God's law. Several days ago, we celebrated Thomas More. He did the same. Thomas More, who said, you know, to the king, to King Henry, you are married. Your, your marriage is valid before God. You have no right to take, take Anne Boylan and remove Catherine from, 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 from being your wife. Henry could justify, well, I don't have children. She doesn't have children. I need children because I want my, my progeny to be part of the king. I want my son or, to be the king. So therefore, he set aside God's ways for his own benefit, selfish benefit. And from there on, not only that, but he insisted, he insisted that he's the, he's the, uh, the pope. And, and we have the whole situation to this very day. What are there other things today that we may say, not only sanctity of life, sanctity of marriage, but also today we have a situation which sort of is very unusual. We are, you know, in some powerful way, we're trying to eliminate women. Can't speak of women anymore. Who are women? Transgenderism, you know? What do we say? There's no more the gift that God gave us, man and woman, he created them in his image, he created man and woman. So we have to have the courage again of John the Baptist, the courage that needs to be given. You know, we're not talking about, you know, whether somebody has, is confused and we should be merciful. That's a different story. There's a denial of, there's a denial of the very existence of God's creation the way we know. You know, and there's a, powerful push to eliminate not only, you know, human beings as being man and woman, but sort of kind of creating this sort of unusual creature, human being. Uh, but, but we know that we can't do that. DNA will not allow us. We can only neuter ourselves. We can eliminate, you know, parts of woman or parts of man, but nothing will happen. But the push is there because there's a push towards having, um, you know, taking the, the gift of life, the gift of birth, taking and putting it into, into the hands of, of huge money-making, uh, you, know, uh, you know, in vitro, in vitro births. So there'll be the children reborn outside of, of that. So there's a huge push. So we have to stand up just like John the Baptist. Stand up, but not by way of, of violence, but by way of acceptance of God's will, acceptance of his ways, acceptance of the gospel, acceptance of the commandments, respect for each other, the joy of knowing each other in the way that God has formed us. We, we're not, we can't find joy in manipulation because ultimately it ends up in a very high percentage in suicide because people can't live. We can't live. We, we go against the very nature that God made us we're not happy, we'll not be happy, because it's, that's contrary to the very principle. And so it's not just the, you know, the, the, the whole movement today, but also marriages which seem to be fewer and fewer, sacramental marriages fewer and fewer, fewer even Catholics who do not, you know, enter the sacrament anymore. So we have, we have many, many things that we would need to ponder and ask the Lord, for that fortitude, that courage, 
that is so essential, the virtue of courage. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And so this is why today, I think when we honor St. John the Baptist, we see God's ways and we see the response of someone who wished to follow the Lord. He didn't care about what he's wearing. He didn't care about what he's eating. He didn't care where he was sleeping. He didn't care about that. For him, God was the only good, the greatest good, and he wished to fulfill that. What a beautiful example for us. Obviously, we don't have the same vocation as to be a prophet, but we are people with prophetic gifts. By baptism, we receive the gifts of being priestly people, prophetic people, kingly people. This is the gift that God has given us through baptism. And what does it mean to be kingly people is that we are able to administer the goods that we have, that we are able to, to uh, you know, organize society and help one another to, to be taken care of in the ways of God, in the ways of justice, in the ways of truth. How we are to be prophetic people because we can speak on behalf of God the way we are. With John the Baptist, it wasn't just a preaching. His whole life was, 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 was the, 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 the sermon itself, his whole life. And he spoke the words of God. And this is the gift that we also have received by the universal gift of the baptism itself. And also to be priestly people. How can we be? Obviously, you know, the, some are, have received the gift of this hierarchical priesthood, but by baptism we share the priesthood of Christ. We can sanctify, we can bless, we can make holy time, we can make holy the places where we live because the grace of God, the power of God, the love of God, the love of Christ transforms and radiates from us to the places where we are. And this is what God gave us. And just to be aware, more aware of, of those gifts. But you know, we don't have to be afraid because sometimes they say, well, this is too much. I don't think I'm able to do that. I'm able, I'm just kind of weak. I'm, you know, I don't have the courage. The only thing that the Lord is asking us is they would say, Lord, help me to do your will. Help me to accomplish that mission that you have called me. And God will provide us. He will give us whatever we need. It's only by, for the asking, the seeking. And so may we then, as we continue the sacred liturgy, let us ask the Lord that he may accomplish his will through us, that we may go into this world and truly proclaim the Lord, the Savior, he's the beloved, and that we will proclaim the Father's love and mercy for all humanity, that we will make the power of the Holy Spirit visible in us by our courage, by our strength, by our love, by our patience, patient endurance they will be able to accomplish. And the Lord, through this Eucharist, will give us the strength as he comes to us. He'll provide everything we need until one day we shall share his glory. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. 
I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.